Welcome to the final installment of our Night, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective. We are, uh, I'm your host, Chris, joined as always by my co-host, Brian. Hey, what's going on, Chris? Not a whole lot. Uh, just, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to stay awake for this podcast, apparently. <laughs> it's stumbling through my opening. <laughs> it's okay. We've all been there. Yeah. Uh, myself included. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So we're kind of like trudging through this. We've finally like got to the last two. I mean, I mean, there's more. I don't think we're going to make mention of the reboot. I don't think that one really counts. And uh, right, which I, I think this. I think what I'm going to do um, for this for people listening is I'm going to re-release our episode we did of it as a bonus. Okay. So that'll, that'll that way we don't have to endure the the uh torture of sitting through that piece of shit <laughs> one more time so we're saving ourselves the torture but we're yeah. torturing our audience but making them revisit our that's old right. show that's right okay <laughs> so you have that to look forward to next week we just lost a few listeners but hey what the hell <laughs> so yeah so we're starting out with a new nightmare from 1994 this was Wes craven's big return i should say Wes craven's new nightmare i didn't say it right uh, this was Russ Craven's new uh, Russ Craven's return to the series after you know kind of getting. I think he felt kind of pissed off about how Nightmare on Elm Street three turned out because he wanted to be more involved in that, and he ended up not really being involved in it to speak of. Right, kind of putting up, coming up with the idea, and that was about it. So this was his return to it. Freddie was dead, and he decided he wanted to do something that was meta, like bring bring bringing Freddie into the real world. Mm-hmm. And this is what we got. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting concept. I mean, essentially, it's a movie within a movie. Yeah, well, kind of. It's a. Uh, I mean, Heather Langenkamp returns, who played Nancy, but she plays herself. Yeah. Uh, you know, all the, all Robert England. Yeah, the entire these, cast. They all play themselves. They pretty much the entire return. cast of that first movie returns, except they're playing themselves now. Yep. So they're it's basically they're living all in Hollywood, living in the real world. There's earthquakes going on, which seems to be something that keeps happening throughout the whole thing. Um, and Wes Craven, who plays him plays plays himself in this, uh, is working on a new movie, and it's somehow bringing Freddy into the real world as a result. Right. So right, that's kind of the setup of it. But did he actually write it into the script? I mean, within the movie itself, you know, like the, the movies, like the script within the movie that Freddy came back, or is it because of the making of this movie? That's how Freddy gets back into the real world. Well, they, if, if we're going to jump ahead to the end of the movie here, there's a, there's the part where she finds the screen screenplay at the end. 
Oh, the very, very, very yeah. end. So yes. it basically There's... makes it. Wes Craven is has written the movie, and she's reading the literally reading the screenplay uh-huh. uh, at the end of the movie. So by doing so, he like releases Freddy out of the out of the genie bottle, as he kind of refers to it. Yeah. So mm. it's kind of I like the kind of like the opening of this movie. It's with the, uh, the it's it's kind of like a reimagining of the opening of the original movie. Yes. Except you had this mechanical glove, and uh, yeah, like the Terminator glove. <laughs> the Terminator glove, yeah. And I like the way it's he's like he's like working on it, and and the glove all of a sudden just has a mind of its own. It's just like. You know, beating on the on the table, like you know, hurry it up, you know. Right. Uh, and then he chops off his own hand to connect the the this mechanical hand to his to his arm. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of an, I mean, it's an interesting idea. But this movie, in general, suffers from '90s itis. <laughs> <laughs> in so many different ways. The question is, is where do we start with? This? Yeah, where do we want to start with '90s itis? Um, uh, let's start. Let's glove, start with that glo- the the, 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 the robot it comes glove. to life and it fucking does like the yeah. spider walk. Does the robot glove people. do that? Yeah. Does it? Well, the hand. It's like well, yeah. It's like that robotic hand. Yeah. And it crawls around like a damn spider and just starts attacking everybody on the set. Oh, that's right. That's right. It does. Yes. A special effects artist. Yes. And it's just, you're right. You know, and you can totally tell that it was somebody in, you know, probably in a green suit and a green screen, you know, <laughs> holding the glove the way it moved. It just, right. it looked very, it looked very Tim Burtony. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, the, 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 the design of everything in this is like so over designed. Oh, uh, uh, especially Freddy. Oh, yeah. my God. So let's, let's just talk about the design. Let's just jump into that. <laughs> So what is up with his new duds? Yeah. So he's no longer this burnt thing. He's like, what What do you even call that makeup? It's like it's skin, but there's like bone. It's like, like, it's like Hellraiser. He looks, like, he looks more demonic, but like, looks like he's got like some really big fucking blisters all over the place. Like some big raw blisters on him. Kinda. I mean, still somewhat burn victim ish, but I mean, it's just um, maybe more like more like muscular. It kind of reminds me of like like Hellraiser when they're like putting the skin on their body from being yeah, exactly when the skin is removed and they show the muscle tissue. Yeah, it's it's like they've laid some skin on the on top of muscle tissue, basically. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, come on, man! What in the hell is going on with this fucking outfit? Black. Yeah. Did you notice he's wearing black leather pants? Oh, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> And his sweater almost looks fucking purple and green sometimes. Uh, well, it, it's, it's a... yeah, it's well, it's red and green. It's very, but it's very, very, very green. You know, it's yeah. like the the green is like super green. And he's wearing a fucking like super green like felt hat too. Yeah, it's like a dark green or forest green or something. And yeah. the and then a, and the, and a and trench the, coat. And the sweater is actual actually kind of like a mock turtleneck. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, and the trench coat, yeah, to, to to even it out. But then he has this new glove that is like not the mechanical glove. This one is like mechanical, like bone mechanical. It's got like right. It's, it's like fused with him. It's like skin, like like someone ripped the skin off his hand and then took like these bone pieces and like made the Freddy glove out of that. Yep. And then you have these big blades, and there's a blade, there's a blade, curved blade on each finger, and a curved blade on his thumb too. 
Exactly. I'm glad you made mention of the thumb because that's the first thing that I noticed too. And just like, what the hell? They added an additional blade. Mm-hmm. And it's not the end of the world, but it's just kind of like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, um, it, it's, I remember at the time thinking it was like when I saw that as a kid, cause I was probably, God, I was probably like a, maybe a sophomore or a junior when I saw it. And right. I thought, Oh wow, it's a new take on Freddie. You know, he looks a lot meaner, you know, it's like, so he does look a lot more aggressive. The makeup yeah, job. Yeah. So I, I was kind of into it when I, and then when I saw it and I remember being kind of okay with everything of it at the time, but man, it ages like, it ages like a moldy turd. It just does. It looks so bad now looking back on it. And it's like, it's like everything from the nineties. I I know we've, I can't, I know we've kind of mentioned this before. I've been kind of like going back and like, I'm rereading nightfall right now, which was the Batman story where Bane breaks Batman's back. And this guy named Azrael becomes Batman for a while. And he has this very incredibly night nineties, uh, armor that he wears that is so 90s it hurts <laughs> to look at you know you're just like yeah like you're yeah it's like you get a 90s boner or something looking at it um it's and it's just like everything of that time period was like so over designed you know yes. it's like it's like they're overdoing everything mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like batman just can't have like you know a, a, a cool gauntlet on his arm he has to have like blade fingers you know, he can't just have a cape. He has to have this like metal thing that's like somehow helps him fly. It's just so stupid. Yeah. You know, the, the overdesign and they, and they do that with Freddie here. It's like so overly done. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's like the concept is there, but it doesn't even remotely look anything like Freddie should. Well, I mean, it's at this point. It was, I understand the the thinking is they got we got to change it up because we've had what so many sequels of Freddy and he's nothing but a clown, you know, an ass clown all the time. Yes. So you can't bring him back as the same Freddy and that you saw in part six or seven, whatever the hell that last one was. Any of them, for that matter. So you have to do something new with it, and if they had just toned it down it probably could have worked right it's just it's just they this overdid it you know yeah and his clothing is like too pristine that too it's 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 like super clean yeah you know the trench coat is just way too much yeah the trench coat feels like like we're i know this is before the matrix but it's like it feels 90s you're like the 90s was like the era of the trench coat you know yeah the long coat and it's just it, it kind of it kind of ult, ultimately hit its peak in the Matrix, but it's like starting here. Mm-hmm. So, but all that all that said, there is some interesting things going on here. Oh yeah, definitely. So I mean, we're sitting here. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I was just gonna kind of lay out the story some more, but I just. Uh, it opens with uh, she's having a nightmare of, of like this movie being made, which which we find out later actually is being made, but right. they're not making this mechanical love. They're making, you know, something else. Uh, but her boyfriend, not boyfriend, her husband, who I, I, is based on her real life husband, who actually is a, a special effects guy, um, is is working on the film and he's working on the new glove. So she's kind of like having nightmares about this movie, even though she doesn't know it's being made yet. 
Um, right. And she gets she the the day she finds out about it being made is when she goes to be on some generic talk show where she gets interviewed by somebody because she's in in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yes. Uh, and and El, and Robert England shows up dressed in makeup. But when he shows up in this one, he looks more like the classic Freddy, right? Right, right. He's wearing the classic Freddy makeup. Yep. And which what's, what's hilarious about that scene is like she she's there to be interviewed, and the entire audience, like literally the entire audience, is dressed like Freddy. Yes. They're they're either dressed like Freddy or holding up a sign that's saying "We want Freddy." Yeah. <laughs> And then she, and then uh, Robert England comes running out with Freddie, and I'm I'm thinking like if this was real something that really happened, and you were really her, and she, you were being interviewed, and this ass clown comes out dressed as Freddie, you would just be like, "Oh fuck my life." <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. that disappointment on her face of just like, "Oh, this is my fucking life, isn't it?" <laughs> yep. So she gets she gets the call from uh, Bob Shea to go to meet him at New Line Cinema and find out that there's a new movie being made, and Bob Shea does his best to try to act <laughs> this this scene, um, where he basically says, "Oh, Wes is write, writing the script now, and he's having nightmares." It's, it's like yeah. it's like so it's so cheesy the dialogue here. It's like he's having nightmares it again. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Yeah, but Wes Craven is. I mean, honestly, he, he when he his acting is probably the worst of the whole movie. Because I would agree, he's you don't agree or do agree? I do agree. Yeah, I mean, he's so flat. He's so flat, and he just looks like he is. He just wants to smile all the time. Yeah, he looks like he just is ready to like say you know smile and like say something encouraging or I don't. I mean, he just does not come across as like this tortured you know horror genius or anything you know exactly it just i mean when you see him it's just kind of like really this guy is responsible for making yeah. nightmare on elm street he just seems so nice yeah <laughs> you know, it's just like he seems like he'd be spending half of his day in a members only jacket and listen to kenny loggins <laughs> yeah good point <laughs> <laughs> driving around in a fiero or something yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah and he's got this uh, the house that's like so so Miami Vice. Yeah, it's like he's a Miami Vice drug dealer, right? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, uh, analogy. It's for very it. contemporary, and it's just it's got that whole Miami Vice kind of vibe to mm-hmm. it. It's kind of like I mean I don't I I understand the, my problem with a, like this movie to a degree, and a lot of movies that are done in L.A. where they have like wealthier people or like houses they showed like larger houses and stuff is that everything looks so shitty to me you know nothing looks lived in it looks like some kind of like museum or something yeah and it's it looks very staged yeah it's it's just just all for show doesn't look real at all and that's something i think that hurts a lot of these honestly a lot of stuff that gets it's shot in uh, la anymore you know it's just like there's like an aesthetic that just kind of comes with it you just can't avoid yeah, you know, if you if you shoot, I mean, some people do get around it. I mean, some things are shot in L.A. and you have no fucking clue. But it's, yeah, but it just comes up. It just looks so fucking plastic. Yeah, it really does. So, but anyway, uh, and 
and this this whole movie is kind of filmed in a cinema verite style anyway. It's very documentary feeling, the way it's shot. It's kind of everything's handheld. Um, you know, everything's kind of like you know, there's you don't see really these big sweeping cinematic shots, except towards maybe the, towards the end when the more Freddy stuff happening. And uh, yeah, we got to talk about uh, Heather's annoying kid. Oh jeez. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, were they were they were kind were they kind of trying to do like the Jacob thing from part five again? It certainly seems that way. I mean, it's I mean in a way, I guess I don't know if it's in, I'm sure it wasn't intentional, but that's certainly how it kind of happened, right? Um, but yeah, the kid is uh, I mean, the, and the kid's the kid that was in uh, Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I thought I recognized him. So I mean, it's it's like <laughs> he just oh, and, go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't know if it's the clothing that they put him in, because like the 90s, everything was like oversized and baggy. He looked like a man child. Well, he just he kind of has that face like like his face looks like a man child. But like his body just doesn't go because I don't know if it's the clothing or something like that. He looked abnormally small. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just it was I maybe mean, just the camera angles or something. It just I don't know. There's just some really strange perspectives, if you will. Right. And I'm just like, it was just, I found it kind of, you know, it was, just, it was tri- it's trivial, but it was still distracting. I'm like, well, this is kind of weird. Because I didn't really, I mean, like, I wasn't too fond of the whole Jacob character from part five. And I was just, I don't know, there's just things about this movie that just can make you thinking about that one. So I don't know if I'm being fair in saying that, but it's just, it kind of kept taking me back to the other movie. I found it distracting. I mean, like, I understand what's going on here with the kid. But holy shit, this movie kind of dwells on it quite a bit, doesn't it? Well, the kid is like the central thing to it. I mean, he's, yeah, he's being so it's like dream, the dream child part two. Yeah, he's basically kind of being possessed by Freddy in one capacity or another. Yeah, and so it's kind of like a rehash of that concept. It really is. And the kid is. I mean, I'm sorry, but kid, you know, kid is annoying as fuck. <laughs> so <laughs> a little bit. It's just it's especially when he does like the Freddy voice. Yes. It's just, I mean, it's just like a kid doing a voice. It's just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this is what they, what they chose to go with. Um, and, uh, you know, what's interesting is that Heather Langenkamp hangs out with John Saxon all the time. Yes. <laughs> I like, I like the idea that she used to hang out with John Saxon, even, even though they were only in that one movie together. Right. But, um, so yeah, her boyfriend, her husband gets killed, uh, falls asleep driving and dies. Uh, but of course, he has a Freddy's nightmare, and that's another thing too. And the, all these, all the nightmares in this, I don't think are that good. Thank you for saying that because I was going to say the uh, the nightmare sequences weren't all that great, and moreover than that, the transitions between reality and the nightmare world. Where were they in this movie? Well, the transitions I mean, are always very subtle, so you don't really notice them. That's the whole point. And I mean, uh, in the original, all the other movies. So it's right. not like you, it's not like you're obviously in a dream. It's always kind of like, oh, suddenly we're in a dream or sleep, right? You know. Yeah. So, but that's what I missed from the other films is like the creativity where they like transition between you know reality and the nightmare world. Depends yeah, on the just movie. Like, I mean, I, I there's some really good good op, good examples of that where they did really interesting transitions with with dream and reality, but there's also a lot of a lot of. I think it's also effective when it's just like you doze off and you start dreaming, 
and you still yeah. think you're awake and your mind is you literally still think you're awake and watching TV or whatever you're doing. Sure. So, I mean, I think that is totally believable that that aspect of it just like boom, you're in a dream. Yeah. Well, I guess you can, I just didn't think the transitions were all that interesting in this one. They they worked. I got it. You know, but mm. Well, none of the I mean, dream watched... sequences are that that good. I mean, they're no. You had you had the dream sequence with the husband who's is like getting his balls scratched by Freddy's glove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's right when he was driving, I was just like, "Oh man, don't tell me he's going to turn into like the motorcycle Freddy again." That's exactly what it reminds you of. Done. It's like the same setup, like literally yes. the same setup. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you have that, and then and then you have all like several of these little dream sequences where Heather just is like wandering around her giant house and waking up and sleeping and you know get Freddy in the closet in that one point which is like the f- shot you saw in the trailer all the time yeah that, says, that, that, that yeah that's that was decent yeah i mean for, with respect to the you know the entirety of the film that was that was all right mm. oh and the other thing too you said well you know you missed me it's like i just wanted to also mention that thank goodness they toned freddy down as far as being an ass clown he doesn't have many puns in this one. No, hard, I in fact I think that might he might have like a couple and that's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean miss me and I know I know he may, he makes some sort of like, you know, silly remark when uh he takes uh Heather's friend and like slides her up onto the ceiling of the of the hospital room. We, yeah, I know the we same the yet. same gag we've they've done before, you know, the, yeah. 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 But uh, yeah. So she's she's um, she's coping with her husband's death, and at the same time being courted to be in the next Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Her son's like losing his mind, and she's taking him to the doctor for, um, you know, because he he's I, I can't he's having trouble sleeping, and then he's also like being possessed by Freddy in some capacity. Yeah, <laughs> so he's got all kinds of problems. Uh, I love I I love the woman that's at the, the the doctor or nurse whatever she is at the hospital. Yes, she is such a bitch. <laughs> yeah, she's really good at doing that too. And she reminds me of a, my fifth grade teacher. <laughs> exactly. Oh no way! Like that well, intensity all the, all the... of like I'm going to make you feel so ashamed of yourself. <laughs> yes. You know? The entire staff was really bitchy. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, there's bitch nurse one, bitch nurse two, and bitch nurse. I was joking around. I was watching this with my son, and I'm like, I'm surprised at the end credits. They, that's probably how they should have said, you know, bitch one played <laughs> bitch. by <laughs> bitch two. <laughs> I forget to say bitch verse one and two. You know, um, before I forget to make mention, I think one of the decent, uh, the tra- one of the transitions I thought was kind of decent was um, at when they were at the uh, the the wake or the funeral for oh, the yeah. Uh, yeah for her husband. Mm-hmm. And he, she like goes into the casket, you know, and then like it transitions into the dream world a little bit. So like, yeah. that was all right. Yeah, that wasn't bad. I was just kind of anticipating more of that. And then in addition to that, I was expecting more Freddy in this one. Yeah, and it's, it's, only... a, it's way too long of a movie and there's very little Freddy in it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, okay, so they dragged the hell out of this thing. But I mean, does it really go anywhere? Uh, I mean, it's not hard to follow. It's not hard to follow, kind of... and it's and again, it's like you know the, the the idea of like this this she's being stalked too, which is based on her real life of being stalked and 
for a stupid family TV show that she was on back in the eighties uh, and early nineties. So it's, you know, it's kind of based on her real life being stalked by somebody, but this, in this case, it's like a Freddie, crazy Freddie person, uh Freddie right. fan. Um, and the, the whole thing with that is like the phone calls and everything. It's like, yes. uh, and I think, I can't remember what he calls about, but he's doing the Freddie voice every time he calls this or whoever this, you know, well, whoever, if it's Freddie calling, whoever it is, but it's like, so, it's interesting that, that this meta aspect of this movie, because it's like we're dealing with real life where it's kind of like giving, putting a looking at the looking at horror films from the outside, looking in and talking about the structure and the sat, kind of a, not really a satire, but like it's it's like using that in real world. And it's like there's some really interesting ideas here. It's just like they don't feel they could have used, I don't know, more time or, or fleshed out more. And instead we get to get something that's kind of boring. It kind of drags. Um, yeah. There's some, inter- like I said, there's some interesting moments and then it just ends. <laughs> now yeah. we're back. So, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's really clear why Wes was a good person to choose to be the director of Scream because it's like he was on the path to that. Oh, for sure. You know, he was he was on the path of like, you know, creating a commentary on horror movies in film. So, how long after this did he create Scream? It was like two years later. Scream came yeah, out. Yeah, so this obviously was like the precursor to that. Yeah, we're just testing the waters. Well, it's interesting because it's like I don't know. I I don't I I haven't I don't know the history of Scream that well. Me neither. But I'm curious as to whether or not they like deliberately thought when they saw the screenplay or the script come in by the, the, the guy who wrote it, that this is, this is up Kevin or up, uh, Wes's alley. You know, this is kind of what he's leaning towards anyway, or what, you know, mm-hmm. or if they even made that connection, but it just, it's like, it's totally what should have, he, he should have been the guy who directed scream, you know, cause he was on the path to that. So Wes Craven was not involved in scream. No, he was. I'm saying he should he should be the guy. So I'm saying he's he right, chose, right, he right. was chosen. Yeah, I was I worded that wrong. <laughs> but, yes. but I mean, he's like yes, he was he's he was he was the guy who directed Scream. But I'm just saying, did he have more? I mean, uh, I mean, wow. I'm I'm wondering. I mean, comparatively speaking, I wonder how successful Scream was as compared to Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, I think Scream was like hugely successful. Wow. I mean, I remember that thing was a sleeper hit too. Like, remember when sleeper sleeper hits were a thing? I don't think it's even yeah. possible nowadays because everything right. every movie comes out now, and it's like if it doesn't do well that first weekend, it's just like it's gone. Yeah, you know. And but Scream was one of those movies that, like, I remember it. Did, it came out like in December, and I don't think I saw it till like late January or something. But it kept it came out in December and it did oh did okay opening, but then it just kept hit, getting the number one again and again and again and again. People just kept going, kept watching it because of word of mouth. Yeah, and it's just interesting why they release films like such as Scream when they do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean that again. It's like most horror films. I always thought should be released. You know, kind of like close to fall, if not during the fall. Yeah. Well, and and they, I think they released the next two Scream movies at Christmas time too. So I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> December. You know, it's like. Yeah, it's odd. It's really weird. It is. 
So Wes Craven's new nightmare. <laughs> I was just looking up to see how much money that ma- movie made. Uh, Scream. What? We should do the Scream movies at some point. I haven't seen those in ages. The first, I I love the first one still. So I think it'd be fun. I think that'd be a good one to talk to talk about. So anyway, uh, getting back to what we're here for. <laughs> so, <laughs> um. So yeah, we're we're worried. Uh, we're she she starts taking the well. I guess we just kind of jump ahead because there really is a whole lot to like discuss about what happens, but. When she starts taking him to the hospitals, when things really start to kind of kick off a little bit, finally. Yeah. Um, and you have that scene where where um, she's having uh, she left she left his toy toy dinosaur at the house, and she tells him that she has she's gonna go get it, but he had, she says I'm we're just across the across the freeway, you know, we're right over there, so I'm gonna go get it, come back. But then the kid just kind of wanders out there himself somehow. Mm-hmm. And you have this like overly dramatic scene of the kid walking across the highway. Yeah. It's like the music is like so like, you know, orchestral. It's it's so big. It's like, it's a kid walking across the street, you know? Yep. Um, And this, it's like they wanted this scene to be a big, the big, uh, you know, the showpiece for the whole movie or something. It's just, it's kind of really underwhelming. Yeah, you know there there's some there's some decent shots and some interesting things, but the part where Freddy just shows up and is like dangling the kid in the middle of the road with his glove, it's yeah, just cheesy. He's like, yeah. And what's the deal with like the multiple Freddies on the other side of the road? Yeah, and you you literally see it for a split second, and that's it. Right. I I it's, it's like was there more to that, and they just thought it looked stupid, and they didn't use it. I have no idea. There's got to be there's got to be more to it than just that. Yeah, it's you know? just it was a really really weird con. I just it wasn't fitting. Yeah, it just felt like it was just out of the blue. We got a bunch of Freddies coming up to the to the road. Really yep. weird. Why did the little kid cross the road? Yeah, because Freddie was on Freddie was on the other side. I don't... Lots of Freddies. Yeah, yeah I don't, lots of Freddies. <laughs> it was really just random, weird. Like I, I mean, it's just, and it was in the trailer too. Yeah, it's just before we did the show. You know, well, it's, it's an interesting like, oh. shot. If you if you see it in the trailer, you're kind of like, "Ooh, what that? What the fuck's that about?" But then when you go see the movie, it's like literally a nothing. Yeah, split it's second. Like, it's just a just a. It's like, oh, this is cool. Look at look at the Freddies. Yeah, yeah. So there had to be more how, to that. How fucking funny would it have been if the motorcycle dudes zip by? <laughs> they snort. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong movie. <laughs> It's just like all the really horrible nightmares just kind of like show up on that road. <laughs> we got the cockroach woman like walking out. Yeah. With her cockroach arms. Except they have to do the same sequence, you know, like three times over like they did. And what? And I forget which one it was. Just like, didn't we just do this before? Yeah. Like the whole... Yeah. This keeps repeating. <laughs> oh, man. So she ends up she ends up getting home, or, or I think the kid gets home before she does, or something, and he gets taken into the dream world, and she follows this trail of what sleeping pills or something to go. Oh, good God, yes! And it's like they they really rely heavily on the Hansel and Gretel storyline here. Right? Uh, yes, thank you for making mention of that because this is based. Yeah, then that's and the whole fucking movie basically ends on that note. Yeah. And this dream world, man, it's just like, uh, 
It's like she's going down like a slide or something. I should understand she's like in a ventilation shaft, but it just looks so fucking stupid. She goes down, yeah, and then she comes out of Freddy, giant Freddy mouth that has like a uh, like a waterfall. Uh, yes. And this dream world is just like I don't. I, I'm like, not so, sure what he's the, the concept is supposed, here. I don't know, like ancient Hades or something like that. Yeah. I have no idea. You know, because they they make mention of like, oh, like Freddy is like ancient evil and whatnot. So it's like it's right. very like like Parthenon looking and just yeah, you, know, you got a point. That's probably what he was trying to go for, and it's just very. It's more of like a mythology. Yeah, you know, like yeah. ancient mythology, if you will, the architecture and whatnot, and it's just kind of like, oh, good grief, here we go again. And it's just, and if I'm not mistaken, though the 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 sets at the at the end of the scene look a lot like the sets that they were working on at the very, very beginning of the movie. Yeah, I don't know it does. Just... It, it, it does look like it. So it's it's kind of like, I don't know. It just feels kind of lazy. I'm assuming honestly. it's supposed to. Like they're going back to where they first started. So it's like, you know, the movie within the yeah, movie. Yeah, but this is supposed thing. to be this is supposed to be the world of this actual demon, not the world of Freddy Krueger. You know what I mean? Right. So just speaking of which, didn't they trans did they transform the look of Freddy where he actually turns into like a demon looking character at some point in this movie? No, you're thinking of Freddy versus Jason. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. No, they don't. I they thought don't he make briefly trans I thought he briefly transformed into a demon in this one as well. Like almost like like the like a traditional like devil looking type of thing. Mm, not that I recall, unless it was like a like a CGI thing or something. Right. They like, they like burn him alive. Don't they? Yeah. And this one. So like the little boy crawls into the oven and it's like, how does he not get burned? You know, it's just like, right. Oh, they kind of reveal well, it's, that. It's literally, it's like literally Hansel and, the Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. Tale. So it's, it's the exact same thing. I'm like, you know, can you trick the, the, the creepy witch to jump into the, to the fire, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's like, really, this is the best they could come this up is, with. That's what, that's what feels so disappointing about this movie is it's like you, you have this build up. It's like, we waited so long to get to this point and it just feels like very half-assed. It's like, they really yeah. didn't know what to do. They just kind of came up with this Hanzo and Gretel thing and they just decided to do that. It just feels, I mean, it just, it feels like a real letdown, honestly, the ending of this. And, doesn't uh, Heather Langenkamp actually end the story by reading a passage from Hansel and Gretel? Like it was included in the script or something? Mm, and I, the boy. I think she's reading the book at some point, Hansel and Gretel to the kid at some point. Yeah. And but, then the boy just recites a line from Hansel and Gretel back to her. And like, and then they pan out and like, that's it. Right. Right. So, but she's reading this. She's actually reading from the screenplay at the end of the movie. Right. But yeah. But it, I think it, the I, screenplay included lines from Hansel and right, Gretel though. Right. I think you're right. You know, but I, I, could, I could be botching that. But I mean, it's just, it's just so uneventful. Mm. And that's how it, it starts ends. out that's promising it... because I'm, I'm when when she goes and meets her meets John Saxon, and she keeps calling him John, and he says, yeah. "Why do you keep calling me John for?" Right. You know, and then she realizes she's in the movie, like in Nightmare on Elm Street One, right? Yeah. I remember seeing that the first time I saw it and thinking, "Oh, this is interesting," you know. She's going to yeah. have to go into the movie or something. And, but then she just, it just turns into, it just becomes this shitty, you know, yeah. dream like world start, thing. Exactly. They were starting to go somewhere and then they just totally departed from it. Yeah. I mean, it could have been, it's, again, it's like there's an idea there, man. Just, just keep following that. Don't follow this other thing. 
Right. You know, just keep keep going in that direction. It's it's like this. I mean, I don't know how many drafts he wrote of this screenplay before he decided this was it, but it just felt like it needed a couple more drafts. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he he needed to keep going with it to get get it to where it needed to be. Right. Or maybe that was just it. Maybe they made too many drafts and they got all confused and it's just like, oh fuck it, let's just finish it. That's possible. If the the ending just feels rushed, it just feels like we got to come up with some big set piece for the attend on. Where it would have been more interesting if she like had to actually re react. It would have been more interesting if she had to like go into the movie and play Heather or play uh, Nancy. Right. Like that was how you had to defeat this thing is you had to actually play the part. As opposed to it being, I'm still myself, and I'm going to defeat him in this Hades thing, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it's it's like it's there. It's just it would like make sense too because like the child, yeah, her child, kept watching uh, sequences from the original movie. Yeah, on it's TV, like it's like remember? that was the direction he was going, and it just just veered off to the left somewhere at the end. I agree with you. That's just, you know, you making mention of that just sounds way more interesting than what we got. Yeah. And I, and it really feels like it's going that direction and then it just becomes another movie entirely. Yep. So, which is unfortunate, but I can't, I don't hate this movie. I think it's, it's probably, I think, I think it's a decent movie. It's got a lot of interesting ideas. It just does not execute them that well. Yeah. But it's still better than, than, part five without a doubt in part six <laughs> yeah so well i guess the biggest gripe i have is that there's not enough freddy and the dream, dream sequences could have been a little bit a uh, bit better yeah and i'm wondering if a lot of people feel that way about this i imagine so i mean again again i, I would think the the consensus has to be that it's an interesting concept it just doesn't yeah. it just doesn't work in a lot of ways so i would love to see like someone try this and really take it in that direction you know mm-hmm. with, it, with it being like like a re, re, you have to kind of react or you have to like portray the character in order to get out of it or something you know oh you know who we didn't talk about probably one of the most important people to talk about is robert england yeah so what was up with robert england's character in this movie they like st- it seemed like they were starting to go somewhere with it and, and just you know, abandoned it yeah, like what the hell? Because you know, like like Heather Langenkamp wanted to meet up with Robert England and called his house, and he left a like a peculiar message saying like, "Oh, I'm out of town. I'm going to be out of town for a really long time." And he seemed really disturbed, and he was painting like these really yeah. nightmarish things. And it's just kind of like, what's going on here? Is like he really responsible for playing Freddy for real? Did Freddy really like possess him in real life, or? Like I thought they could have done something there with that. I don't Again, know it was like something they were going to do something with it and they just abandoned it. I mean, he he like literally yeah. just packs his bags and leaves the movie. <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's like excellent. he's like running off screen like see you guys. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. My planet needs me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk to the answering machine. <laughs> yeah. I'm not here. It's like why? Like, like, do something with that. It's like, you, yeah, why, so why don't we cut how, some of this boring shit with the kid out because he, and focus seemed, on Robert a little bit? <laughs> yeah, because Robert England, he seemed to be acting a little bit peculiar, didn't he? Yeah, there was something like, going I, on there. He was. Yes. It, it feels like there could have been there could have been something to he, that, he, and they just abandoned it. 
like he knew a lot. He knew what was he. Uh, he wasn't disclosing what was really going on. Right. Like he knew more than what he was disclosing. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's like, and I'm it's wondering, like all all like so there's like several times of stuff like that where it's like people like, know more and they're not saying it, yeah, I, I, and you never flesh that out or do anything with it. I got the feeling it's like is he pretending to be Freddy or is he really Freddy or is it a little bit of both? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like. And then obviously, yeah, you could have done a little bit of a mind fuck with that for sure, and maybe that could have been interesting too. Right? Maybe he's maybe the whatever this is is like literally taking over his body to make him Freddy. I mean, it could have been interesting if he like, um, I mean, possesses his body and dis- and deforms him, like rips his skin off or something to to make him Freddy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you have this like crazy. Crazy, uh, insane thing happening at the end. I don't know, but it feels like you could have done something with that. It is just, you know, he literally leaves the movie. Yeah, I thought like like Robert England was just like, oh, this is bullshit. You know, it's just I just pretend to be Freddy. I'm not really Freddy, but then he really does become Freddy or yeah. something. I mean, again, I know it it's like you can cheesy, have them, but... but yeah, but it plays into the whole concept of like these people have to play their parts. Yep. You know, it's like whatever this is, whatever this presence is, it makes them to order to fight it. We everyone has to play their part. Yeah, you know, or something. It, it could have been. It could have been way more interesting. It just doesn't happen. So, <laughs> but still, it's still, we have to have like five more scenes of the kid freaking out. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we haven't uh, talked about the babysitter and and the scene with the, like the scene that's literally the revolving room again, which is yeah. well, this is what the fourth time or something we've seen this done in the movies, in the series. And uh, it's it's a yeah. little. I mean, I I will say that it's it's a little better than it's, it's definitely better than than like a re, the remake. I, remake did something with that too, didn't they? I can't remember to be honest. Like, with I, yeah, I can't remember, but. It's it's not terrible, and the part no. where it's 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 pretty gra- like I don't say graphic, but it's, but it's a hospital room and it's super bright, and Freddy is is like so technicolor, it's ridiculous. Yeah, this the is where you really and, you really see his, his outfit, and it's pop. stupid. It's like holy shit! <laughs> you really see how stupid it is. I mean, he's like, and <laughs> you get to see just how leathery those pants are too. It's like, yes. whew. He looks like he's about ready to start singing or something. <laughs> like, so he's yeah, like breaking that, a song a in a way. minute. Yeah, he's like in a, like fucking he's like some fucking side act in uh, like Las Vegas or something. Yeah, I know. it's just the leather pants it's were weird. a bad idea, man. <laughs> Those were a bad idea. I wonder if Wes actually like had a pair of leather pants at that time. I don't know. I kind of like the boots. The boots are kind of cool, but the, those pants, man. Oh yeah, he had the leather boot or the, the combat boots. Yeah, the big boots. I kind I kind of like dug that, but yeah, leather pants were not the way to go. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a, like you know it's just yeah the trench coat and the and the combat boots yeah that was definitely a look back in the day. Oh yeah. And leather pants were a thing. I mean, it was what a year or two later that you had the crow, like decked out head to toe in leather. Oh yeah. So yeah, I never ever ever had a pair of leather pants in my wardrobe, <laughs> <laughs> except for the the chat the you know, the was it the the was it the chaps or whatever. <laughs> you had that we um, you had that ridiculous leather coat that was like a leather duster. 
that we used we we used it for that we used it for the uh, arcade movie we did. Oh well, yeah, I was I actually used this for a prop. Was that what it was for? Okay. Yeah, it's for a prop. It was so mm-hmm. ghetto. <laughs> it was so, yeah. It was so stupid looking. <laughs> that wasn't from your own wardrobe, huh? <laughs> no, it was not from my own wardrobe. You were, you were you one of the much. trench coat mafia back in the day. Yeah. I did have What's a couple funny of trench is, coats. Yeah. Well, I never had a tr- I had a long I had long coats. I had like the like the longer, like down to your hip. So yeah. that's the longest I ever got. I never got into like long, long coats. Right. But I remember there was a kid. There was a kid in my in when he 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 was all through my schooling from like from kindergarten on probably, but when he got into high school, he became Mister Pantera. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I mean, he he like listened to heavy metal and that was it. And he started like he had like this mohawk type haircut. He he did, and he wore a black leather leather like duster. Um, Le- mm-hmm. like it was black leather but it was a duster basically yeah so yeah he was he was totally that guy <laughs> i don't remember any other pants but probably too expensive did he have like little spurs on the back of his cowboy boots and was he trying to uh, harness the powers of michael myers on the way to second i'm getting i'm getting i'm getting that mixed up <laughs> remember that whole fucktar oh, concept yes. going off the rails here <laughs> yep oh boy yep so anyway, but uh, yeah, getting back on topic, I guess I guess that's pretty. Do you have anything else to say about New Nightmare? I mean, I think that's kind of like. Well, all I'm going to say is that it's it's be- it's not my favorite one in the series. I mean, it was nice to see Heather Langenkamp back. I think, she, and I think she looks a lot. Did we make mention that she actually looks better in this movie? Yeah, I mean, Freddie is... looks worse, but she looks better. She's ten, you know, ten years older at this point, so she's kind of matured. She's really like like super baby young you know in, in that first movie yeah uh in this movie she is she and just is matured and she looks one, fantastic my understand she was like supposed to be looking like she lacked sleep but holy shit she had ginormous hair in the well, first that was one. just a style at the time big hair oh but it's so it was just like a like a frizzy nest yeah and in this like like a frizzy lion's mane, I guess is a better way to put it. Mm-hmm. But in this one, her hair is a lot more attractive. She, you know, a little bit of makeup, and she's she look, filled she's, out. She looks more. really great in it, and she her yeah, and, she does. Uh, she's her acting, I think, is looks far far better. It is than what it is in that first one, and I and she's but, she's got a and what's you know the tough part is she's kind of playing herself, which yep. is not as easy as you think it would be. Right. <laughs> so. I got to give her some credit. I mean, she's it's, it's not like a real easy part that she's got to do here. That's a good point. So she is but, she is uh, doing she is doing her best, you know. I still argue the cast from the very first movie is probably still the best. So I just um, went back and revisited the very first one not too long ago. Watched it with my son, and it's just like, yeah, that's that's still it's his favorite and my favorite as well. And I still think the cast is like pretty much the best in that one. Yeah, I probably agree with that. You know. I mean, it's like in part three of the cast, some of the cast, some, the keyword being some of the cast in the third one is good. Mm-hmm. You know, like Heather's back in that one. But, um, but I mean, okay, so speaking of cast, leading up to Freddy versus Jason, good God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, really? Okay, casting call. It's like, all right, uh, yeah, like so, like if you and I were like casting people, it's just like, oh wow, yeah, here's the one of the regions. 
you know, it's like the, the imitation we... Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, the every in actor this? in this is got is like they found it's like they they interviewed hundreds of actors and picked the worst one out of every batch. You know, yeah. it's they're all just garbage. <laughs> well, the thing is, is one of the guys I recognize. He's been in some other things. Um, like, did you ever see the movie Fanboys? Uh, yeah, I think I watched that with the you guys that do the road you, trip, like a long Star time Wars. Ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was the one, I forget, um, I think his name is, he played the character named Linus, and he was dying of cancer. So that's him, and I, I like him a lot in that movie, but in this one, it's just like, ugh. Is he the like nerdy everybody. kid? The, uh, yes. Linderman? Is that the one? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I I kind of recognized him, so that's, that's probably what I recognized him from, but. Yeah, so he was in Fanboys. And so I know he's let's talk about this things. cast. <laughs> we got, yeah, ugh. out of all of them, he probably oh. was the best of the bunch, ugh. but he's not saying much. You have uh, Monica Kina, who is plays. Is it Jason Ritter? Is that his? Okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, Jason Monica Kina, who plays the blonde, the chick Lori, uh, and Jason Ritter. Those two, which are the couple of this movie. Is she? Is she Big Tits McGee? Yeah. <laughs> it's so okay. They what? got a push-up bra, and they got her. They got her push-up bra, and they're wearing low-cut dresses all or shirts all the time. Yeah, and she, but it just looks so disproportionate. She's so tiny, and it looks like I mean seriously, it's like she must be wearing like cement boots or something because looks like she looks like she's gonna tip over with those tits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then and then you said like more recently she had like lip inject and she had like her lips done or something. She's in that the uh, behind the scenes. Uh, oh, that's the, right. the documentary about the whole series. She's in that, and she's it's like I don't know what that that documentary is like. What ten years after the movie came out, and she's got these like it looks like she just got back from the lip injection place, and oh, I mean, God. Like, it's like so her, she went like, she went shopping at the same lip store as fucking the Kardashian chick. Apparently, that's the oh thing, God, man. so she's got fish lips and big tits. It's like oh boy, how original. But yeah, she's terrible. I mean, her I mean, it's just awful. It's uh. and it's. I don't know if I want to say that it's entirely the actor's fault. It's like, I don't know what kind of direction they were getting, but I mean, everyone is consistently bad in this movie. <laughs> I mean, everyone. Uh, and Jason Ritter, who I have, is, is John Ritter's son. I have seen him in other things since this movie, and he's really good. Yep. And he looks like he is trying to stifle a laugh to this entire movie. Yeah, he does have an awkward look on his face half the time. It's like that part. There's that part where he's in the van and telling telling uh, Lori about how he saw his her father killing her mother, and the whole time he's look he's he's like he looks like he's just gonna start laughing like like so you're dead, <laughs> kill your brother, you know, it's like, like literally looks like he's like, stifling like, laugh. You know. <laughs> Or he's got like some silent but deadlies going on, and he's like trying to keep <laughs> keep the chuckles That's to himself. Possible too, man. But like literally every scene he's, he's in, he's like trying to like his teeth are out, and he looks. He's trying to laugh. Yeah, that's it. It's bad. That's it. It's, yeah, it's because the teeth. That is, yeah. <laughs> yep. Wow, it's it's rough. And then you have uh, Kelly Rowland, who is from what? Uh, what is it? Dusty's Child? Uh, as Kia, the the girl who's obsessed with getting a nose job through the whole movie, you know her nose is perfect. She doesn't need one. <laughs> she has a perfect fucking nose. Yes, she does. Nose job. Uh, oh my gosh! It's like 
eh, but she's just way over the top of the attitude in this. Yeah, well, it's because there there are no characters. Their characters are just whatever they say at the moment, I guess. And who the hell is the Eminem wannabe kid in this fucking movie? He was like locked up with Jason Ritter. Oh, um, yeah, he's in. He's been in other things too. That's um, uh, the character name is Mark. He's Brendan Fletcher. He's been on other. I've seen him in other things, and he's he's actually pretty good in other things he's been in. But, but in this one, he's entirely yeah. annoying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So is everybody. Yeah. yeah every, everyone is just terrible. You're just like, oh, my God. You could just, like, fast forward through this thing just to get to the action sequences. Literally. It, but it also has the worst Jason of it of any movie ever made. <laughs> I'm not too, yeah. He's just too goddamn big. He's too big, and he, like, they literally put those platform shoes on his feet. So he's like Frankenstein. Yeah, he li- he li- he lumbers around like Frankenstein exactly. And it's like you you're watching Frankenstein. Him? He's like this fucking three hundred plus pound like wrestler guy, isn't he? Like something they get like, like a that. fucking linebacker from some like football team or something, and yeah. like put him in Frankenstein shoes. And I'm not too crazy about the aesthetic either. No, the aesthetic's like terrible. How- yeah, it's very cheap looking. It's like it's like you see too much the 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 coat is like uh he's wearing this coat all the time. You see too much of his neck. I don't know why but this his long neck is bothers me for some reason when I see it. Uh-huh. It's like they don't it's, there's no collar on his coat or something. It just looks weird. Uh-huh. Um and yeah, he just lumbers around like Frankenstein the whole time. And it's like there was a big I remember there was a big stink about not having uh uh what's his name? Kane Hodder play this part and it's like you know yeah kane hodder wasn't as definitely was not as big as this guy was but kane hodder brought a lot of like like character to it even without just his body movements and stuff he did he tried to do something with it you know right jason you know jason was never lumbering around like frankenstein he was always like even though he couldn't he didn't run there was like this movement that he that he did that was interesting right So it's yeah, it's it's like how can you fuck that up? Well, apparently you can, because <laughs> this guy certainly did it. Yeah. Uh, and then you got oh, Robert England, of course, bringing back Freddie and and what I think is the worst Freddie makeup of any of these fucking movies. <laughs> I honestly, I think it's worse than New Nightmare. Yeah, they do like a close up to show like his contact lenses, don't they? And like his like the like the bridge of his nose and whatnot, and it's just really distracting. It looks the bridge unusual. of his nose. I don't know what they were thinking with that. The bridge of his nose is like it's like this melted like, flesh over top of it, and it like looks wider, almost like vampire demonish or something. I don't know how to ex- describe it. Yeah, it's, just it's incredibly distracting. Yeah, every time they showed his face like a close up, it's just like wow, that looks bad. Man, was there anybody else from the cast we need to make mention of? Uh, just the wannabe um, Jason Mewes. Oh my god, <laughs> the the J from the J character. Yeah, the J from J Jay and Silent Bob. The guy who's like oh pretending god. to be him. Yeah, uh, he's the character to mention. Is just like, what the fuck were they thinking? They should have. They should have actually had Jay show up at the fucking rave party in the cornfield. Well, he was there. Oh, yeah. You mean the real Jay? You mean? Like, yes. Yeah. The real Jay. That would have been fucking hilarious. And he, like, just totally distant, like, well, when he the, got there. The documentary, the the uh, Never Sleep Again documentary, uh-huh. they actually get Jason Mewes to, in the, for that documentary. 
And he really? they have they have him sitting in front of the camera. And he's like, said, like, yeah. When I got to play Freeberg, it was like a dream come true. He says, says, wait a minute, I wasn't in that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So yeah, it's a joke. It's just like I don't know. It's it's just, it's and just Freddy, terrible. <laughs> Everything. And Freddie's back to being a little bit more of an ass clown in oh, this one. Oh, constantly. Yeah, constantly. I mean, like the one sequence that uh, you know that my son really liked that I like would have to agree is like when he does like that shadow thing in the street. Oh, that's terrible. The one with the the the, the uh, glove, and the kid's like, "Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay." <laughs> Right. Well, that's away. stupid, but just the visual of it. I'm like, oh, it's an interesting concept, eh. like a shadow type of thing. I know you're not too crazy about it. Yeah, like, I, didn't, oh, okay. I didn't think it worked at all. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of bad CGI in this because it was like we, we got to put CGI in everything at this time. Yeah. You know, it's just like there's so much cheesy-ass CGI, especially the uh, the, the smoking um, caterpillar, whatever the hell that was. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, like, and again, it's just like, you know, if you smoke marijuana, it doesn't cause you to hallucinate. And once again, supposedly, it's just like it causes you to have an LSD experience. Yeah. So I guess he's this fucking is like, smoking This LSD. movie was written apparently in the, it came out in 2001, but it was written in the in, uh, 1985 the or something, you know? Oh, really? Well, no, I'm just saying that's what it feels like. Because it's oh, like, okay. I would have thought by 2001 we were past the, the this kind of stuff. There's a lot of weird stuff in this movie that does not age well, which is weird. I I can say honestly, like, I can watch Nightmare on Elm Street 4, and there's nothing in it that is, like, um, weirdly racist or weirdly homophobic. You know, the, there's nothing like that in it. But this movie, okay. made in 2001, has homophobia, has... Uh, weird racism in it. it has yeah. it's just it's just weird how that's like how did this movie get made? How is how do you I have a know. character saying the f word to Freddie uh, about his sweater, his Christmas sweater in two thousand one? I mean, it's just mind blowing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. So it's it's just it's weird. So it is. Well, speaking of weird, I mean, we got to talk a little bit about the fucking rave in the cornfield. <laughs> yeah, let's talk. Again, this, this might have been cool if they actually, uh, you know, d- d- really tried to do it, be- tried to light it better and have a better Jason. <laughs> well, it was kind of neat when Jason was on fire walking through the cornfield. But you know what? I'm really fucking surprised as Jason was walking through the cornfield, like the corn didn't start popping. And then like Freddie was like sitting there eating it like, Oh, time for the show, you know, or right. something. <laughs> He's like pulling just... a bag of popcorn. I'm just going to watch this. <laughs> this is going to get good. Yeah. And, uh, but Oh my God. Remember like those two guys and they see Jason in the cornfield and they're all like, Hey, Jethro. Yeah, well, it's like the it's like let it's I, like I they, tell you if I tell really, you like, inappropriate comments there too. I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah. it's just like yeah, yeah. Again, <laughs> doesn't age well. And no, it's like it's it's like if I if you had not seen this movie and I just got done watching it and I come out and tell you like, dude, there's a scene in this movie where there's a rave in a cornfield and Jason uh. comes, he gets lit on fucking fire. <laughs> he starts killing people <laughs> while he's on fire. You'd be like, you just like, you're just like sitting there jerking off <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, hearing about that. And then you go watch it and you're just like, what the fuck? 
How yeah. do you fuck that up? up? With, and then what's up with the fucking chick getting like raped when she's like? Oh man, that's another the, one. It's like, what the fuck were they thinking? My fucking glow stick boy. That dude's yeah. got like glow sticks hanging from every part of his body. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, th- there's like so many times in this movie you're just kind of like, you, you keep pulling on your collar. You're like, this is uncomfortable. Why? Why yeah. is this in this movie? <clears throat> I don't know. But yeah, that's that's the, the though it is kind of funny when when uh, Jason kills kills him in the middle of Freddy's dream. Yes, I did it kind of like that, where he's like she he's like about to kill the girl. It's like splat. <laughs> <laughs> and Freddy's all freaking like, no, she was mine. Yeah, and you really he's got so, like a shish kebab. Fred, or Jason's got like a shish kebab of this kid and the. Oh no! He, he he stabs the kid and throws him off, and then yeah, glow stick boy. Yeah, Bl- you know. So uh, so I guess we got to talk about this a little bit. So like, Freddie has to get his strength by killing people or making them well, fear people, him more. Right. So the, the the town has like given all the kids the hypnocell, which is what was introduced back in part three. Like God, here we go again with that. Yeah, so it's supposed to suppress dreams, and they so they suppress all the dreams, and and kids stop having dreams about him, and eventually people just forget about Freddy, and the ones who can't forget or won't 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 take the pills or whatever are locked up in the insane asylum. Well, yeah, is it okay? So it's this okay. We we talked about characters. We didn't even talk about like the is it Big Tits McGee, her dad, who's always trying to fucking like slip her a Mickey. So she can like pass out. Yeah. And his, and the dad, it's yeah, just that, like, there's okay. some weird shit being suggested there. Oh, too. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very fucking much. Because I was just kind of like, huh? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, dad is just like, wow, you've really matured, you know, yeah, like I'm pretty sure he little... diddle his daughter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's not just me. You were kind of getting like that vibe on that. too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was there's there's definitely some uncomfortable shit happening. It's like just another in a long line of just like what the fuck is happening right now. Yeah, but yeah, I thought the dad was extremely fucking creeper weird. Mm -hmm. So we have he's always trying he's always trying to fucking like yeah like oh drink your juice and he's like sitting there like pouring (laughs) you know. Fucking hypnosil in her. Was it hypnosil? I'm, I assume that's what he's doing. I put a hypnosil in it, but it's like he's starting to slip her and Mickey all the time. It's like it's like this will this will put a fucking horse out. <laughs> My evening is set. <laughs> yeah, and he was just so awkward. But I guess he was the one. So why was he? Uh, so he had all those patients like locked up in the hospital, and they were all on. Were they all on hypnosil? Yeah, but and apparently. What was the purpose? Apparently, what was the purpose of that? It's, it's what they're all in hypnosis to suppress the dreams, but apparently they, it doesn't work as well or something. So they still know Freddy. They still know about so what, Freddy. Was he try, so was he trying to use all those patients as a way to try to contain Freddy, like so that he wouldn't come after? Well, his I think he was just trying to keep the. It's like, it's like trying to keep the infected <laughs> away from the general population. Oh, you know what I mean? It's like if if they don't if they can't interact with other kids, then they're not going to let them know about Freddy and people won't start dreaming about him because they don't want him coming back. Whatever. Yeah. So the whole point of the whole point is he resurrects Jason 
in order to, you know, people start to start killing people so he can kind of get power from that. It's, it's not real clear how that works, but that's what is. So again, I thought Freddie got his power from making people fear him, but right. it's just like now it's like a video game where it's just like you know. The more kills he gets, the more powerful he gets, you know? Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's like Fortnite Freddy or something? I mean, what the fuck? Something. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> I mean, we already had fucking video arcade for, or video game Freddy, remember? Yeah. Now you're playing with power. <laughs> I forgot which one that was in, but it's just like. That was the Freddy's kinda... Dead, the sixth one. It's like, oh boy. Are they trying to like revisit that concept again? I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. But, I mean, so the. So the bottom line is, is I mean, it's just like <clears throat> my son, you know, it's just like like most people, uh, this movie is called Freddy versus Jason. So it's like, come on, we're just like, we're, there's like so much fluff and they tried to like have this story. And it's just like, fuck the story. Who cares? Story, Let's just get down to the fights. Yeah. It's it's like, you know? I mean, the director of this is Ronnie Yu, who um, he, I think he directed like, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a Chinese director. He directed like a couple Jet Li movies and the bride with white hair, which is kind of like a known for, for being like, kind of like a weird Kung Fu slash supernatural thing. I think it's kind of why he got chosen to do it, but he also directed like, um, bride of Chucky, uh, uh, which is kind of, I kind of like that movie. It's ridiculous (laughs) and funny. And, but it has like some good acting. I mean, it's got believable actors in it. And then it's like, you get to Freddy versus Jason. It's like, it's like the direct, as far as like the visuals, visuals of the movie, the, they're trying, they're working hard and it's got money behind it. Right. But right. it's like everything, it's just like the acting is just so like, we don't give a shit. It's like no yeah. one gave a shit about whether or not you cared at all about what was going on. We just got to get, we got to fill up an hour and uh, 50, you know, an hour and 20 minutes to get to the big fight scene at the end. Yeah. I mean, it's literally what it, what it amounts to. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I mean, and everything is, as far as the way everything looks in this movie, everything's blue. Okay. I mean, everything, it's like everything, there's like a color filter over everything and everything's blue until we go to Freddy's world. Or red. Yeah. yeah Freddy's red in Freddy's world. And you got to talk about that for a hot second. Like that whole sequence when Freddy was in, or excuse me, when Jason was inside uh, Freddy's boiler room mm-hmm. and Freddy decides to play pinball with Jason. Mm-hmm. And actually making pinball sound effects. Yep. And then makes a fucking pinball pun after he's done with them. And it's mm-hmm. like, and, and they even had the fucking Looney Tunes sound effects. Like as Jason was bouncing off the walls, it was all like boing, 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 and all that other kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. you, it's yep. like, oh, it's like, wow. And, and Jason. It's just insulting to the characters as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. In Freddy's world, Freddy's boiler room, it's like, first of all, just everything being red, it just washes everything out and you can't see anything anyway. It's like, what's the point? And why is Jason afraid of water? I mean, I get it, but like, he does come out of the lake and spends a little bit of time in it. Right. He comes out, like he's in lakes all the time. (laughs) So nothing about that makes sense. No. Yeah, it didn't, I'm just like this doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, but it's just the Freddy Freddy's world is just very very boring. It's like they could yeah. have done something much better with that, and they didn't. It's just it's just a big bright red 
Yeah, uh, so I mean, room. do we really have any like like the dream sequences? They're terrible. I mean, you've got yeah. I mean, you get like the one chick who falls asleep, and you know she's like sitting there looking at a magazine, you know, about like plastic surgery, and then he's like, "Oh, got your nose," and like cuts it off, and it's just mm, like okay. another bad CGI shot. Yeah, there really isn't any good dream sequences in this. You got and you got the kid, the the the, the kid's brother, or later in the movie that uh, supposedly committed suicide. I'm trying to remember that one. He's like he's Refresh like uh, in the in the bed. He's like in a tub and he's like his wrist. Oh slit yeah, and he's got the Freddy's voice. Yeah, and then suddenly yes. suddenly he sits gets. I mean, there was probably more to that. But apparently, there was there was like a whole sequence cut out with Jason. Um, they because Jason's I've seen like um, I've seen like bits and pieces of the scene that was cut out, but there's uh-huh. like Jason's world, Jason's like dream world, or we want to call it is like this like this like kind of decaying collapsed cabin in the middle of a middle of a pond uh-huh. middle of a lake and it's like on a little island of, of land but it's like this island of land is like just like covered and like it, it looks like it just looks like something that has been like had used to have tree like a cabin with trees and everything but everything kind of collapsed sure. and there is like a sequence in there with that was apparently filmed with, uh, you know, Jason in this dream world. And it looks visually, it looks just like awesome. You know, it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's what they should have tried to do with Freddy, like make it more, flesh it out more and do something more with it. Um, but unfortunately it just, it got cut out. You know, the only time you really see it is at the beginning of the movie when he is, uh, like in that dream sequence with his mother. You yes. see a little bit of it there, and that's and it. And then he sees like they show him like dragging his victims back to his little cabin, and yeah. they, like and then, and then they, you know, he sees his different victims and whatnot. It's like right, eh, and okay. that's literally all you see of it. But apparently, there was a whole sequence in the cabin too that got cut out. Yep. So, but anyway, um, it just yeah, it, it, the production as far as production goes, it looks it looks good. It's just that it's you know I feel like they dropped the ball on some of the production design you know yeah you could have done a lot more with it and the dream sequences are just just shit yeah there's just nothing there it, nothing really matters in this movie except it, the, to get to the final fight and of course it ends up just like every other freddy movie where how do we get freddy we have to pull him out of the dream just like we've done a million other times yep so here we go again but i gotta say the the part where they pull him out of the dream and he realizes he's in the real world and sees Jason coming, there that moment of like old oh, shit, <laughs> face. I did yeah. kind of love that. <laughs> yeah, but that's pretty much it. But Freddie does a pretty good number on Jason. I mean, they really you know oh, hack yeah. away at each other. This ending, I think, is worth the fight scene between Jason and Freddie is worth watching just for the absurdity of it. Yeah, you know, it's it's so absurd. There's just it's gory as fuck. There's just blood spewing from everything all the time yep so and it's it's actually you know it's it's fairly well thought out and done it's like all mm-hmm. the all the money and time was spent on that fight scene yep but boy you have to trudge through a lot of shit just to get to it yep or you can just go on youtube and watch it yeah and you're done just that that final battle sequence <laughs> yeah. you know and that's that's pretty much it but ultimately, it's Big Tits McGee who like saves the day, right? Well, if you want to say that, all she, all she does is run out there and set everything on fire. 
Well, no, she chops off uh, Freddy's head. Oh, that's right. She cho- but yeah, throws, but that was after Jason and then, impaled like, him with his own glove. You know, so. And then Jason, you know, as he as he sinks into the uh, into the bottom of the lake, he's just like, "Oh, thank you, bye bye." <laughs> I suppose he doesn't give a thumbs up, <laughs> like yeah, Terminator. Like a Terminator. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's just it's cheesy, and then of course you got the the stinger at the end where he's walking out of the lake and you see the Freddy's he's head carrying Freddy's head. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, but okay, then, so, they never made a sequel of this though, and I don't know why they didn't because it made a well, buckets of money. Speaking of sequels, weren't they supposed to go ahead and do like other like knockoffs? Like as far as weren't they going to do like? Jason, or excuse me, uh, Pinhead versus Michael Myers, or, or shit like. No, they were going like, to do. They were going to do Freddy versus Jason, but they were going to bring a third character into it. They were going to bring like either Pinhead into it, or yeah, or some other Pinhead, some other. Pinhead character. would make the most sense. Yeah, you said like you said. Wasn't there something about that? You remember you telling me at there some was point apparently there was it was written. So they thought they were going to be able to get Pinhead, and they they had written a stinger for the end of this movie to kind of set it up where they would show they would they would both go to hell freddie and jason and they'd be in hell fighting each other uh-huh. and they they just like they they're in hell and they all of a sudden just start fighting again you know and pinhead shows up at like out of this crowd of like people watching or demons or whatever watching and he says gentlemen what seems to be the problem here <laughs> okay know? and that would end there and it would be like set up for freddie versus jason versus pinhead so that'd have been kind of cool. Yeah, it could it could have been it, you know who knows it could have worked, but it you know nothing ever happened. Right. So then there apparently was also talk of a Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, which would have brought um, Ash from Evil Dead into the series. Right. I just honestly don't see how you could incorporate Michael Myers into this at all. Oh, I don't either because you you can't have two silent characters. <laughs> then it just turns into that robot chicken episode exactly where they do like the real world or whatever it's like where they're yeah. living in the house together so you have two a mute characters that are like like fighting each other it's like what's the point it's like watching two mimes on the street you know <laughs> right I, it just uh, would not work <laughs> nope 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 so, I mean, in the end, neither one really wins. I mean, it's just like, who really would win, in your opinion? Because, I mean, you're a big fan of both Freddy and Jason. I mean, seriously. If they, well, if, Jason you know, would win if it was a real like a real thing, a real world. I mean, how would he not? You know, because Jason right. is supernatural in our world, whereas uh-huh. Freddy would be just flesh and bone. Right. So, it, it's, you know. I don't see how they could have. And honestly, the, Freddy is not a sympathetic character like Jason is. You know, Jason, Jason can be a sympathetic character because his backstory is he was, he drowned while swimming and he was made fun of all the time because he was deformed. Right. You know, anyone can have some sympathy for him. Whereas Jason, Freddy uh, killed children and probably fucked them too. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> how do you have any sympathy for that guy? Right. Yeah, so I don't know how they could have ended it any other way, honestly, what they did. But, yeah, I guess that's it. You know, and it's just, you know, so looking back on the entire series, I mean, uh, I still 
personally feel that the first one is the best one. Should we should we rank our our movies like rank them in order? Of well, yeah. Let's. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, best so out of the entire series, what is your personal favorite? Uh, well, I mean, if 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 I was just basing it solely for, on my own this. personal favorite, just not based on anything other than my own nostalgia, number four is my favorite, just because of the nostalgia around it for me. Right. When you saw uh, it in the theaters, and I just yeah. had a really awesome experience with that. Right. So, but if I'm if I'm really basing it on like the critiquing on the movie itself, yeah, then I would still say the first one is definitely the best one. Yeah. Um, even with its, you know, some of its downsides. First one, first one's the best one. However, I say the 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 makeup in part two for Freddy is the best. I think he looked the best, and man, he, he was like just really creepy in that one. He mm-hmm. did. They did a really good job, and it's just like. Okay, so the second one was what? Did it come out like literally the next year, like in '85? Yeah, yeah literally so the next year. If they okay, so help me with this here, if you would. If they got it right in '85, then how did they just keep making it worse? I don't know. <laughs> and like, and I had we had this discussion before, and it's just like, so that's when like that's, and then you know thereafter it was like right around the advent of those foam latex prosthetics. Made by like Boneyard FX or Wuchi. Remember like when those things are really yep. popular? Yep. But you know, it's just like it's like you have like a fucking marshmallow prosthetic on your face. It just looks so spongy. It looks so fake. And then it's just like that's what the other movies from like, you know, I can't even remember what it really looked like in three, but it's just like at what point would you say that really like Freddie really suffered as far as the aesthetic? Was it starting around like four or five? I would five? say five. Four, four still looked okay. Three and four looked fine, but five is when it like the started the chain the really fuck with the makeup. Yeah, yeah. And then it just, and then it just got it, it just looks it doesn't look good from there on. I would no, say. he he became too much of a TV personality almost at that point because right. he was like he was starting like an MTV and whatnot. So they really like toned down his look and softened the edges and just yeah that that latex foam prosthetic just like awful. And in part two, you had, I mean, part two, they did such a great job of like his, like when you, when you did see, you never, it was hard to get a good look at him, uh, his, you know, and when you did see him, there was always like a layer of like, just like goo or something on his face. Yeah, they had like lots of slime smeared all over. Yeah. So it kind of had this effect of just like, um, I don't know, it just added to it and they stopped doing that. It's like, they just quit quit doing it entirely. And his voice was really good, both in the first one and in the second one. Yeah. And I, and that one scene, he's at know, his scariest in part two, without a doubt, just visually and the way he yes. acts and everything. Oh yeah, I fucking love that scene where uh, in part two where he like says, "Well, you got the body and I got the brain," and he peels yeah. back his scalp to reveal his brain. I mean, and it looked really good. Even and it's all done standards. in like darkness and silhouette, and it's like you don't get the good look at him. It's that's that's all fantastic. You know, well, yeah. I would. I mean, if I was gonna, if I, if I, if I rank these, I'm gonna say number one is is definitely the best one still. Um, probably I would put number four there next, just because of my then three nostalgia. Then two. Okay. Really. And then three. Okay. Because uh, e- even though two is the gayest nightmare, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's still a good fucking movie. I think it's a solid like movie. The- 
the whole sequence with the coach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and just hanging there in the shower in shame, <laughs> getting snapped in the ass with a towel. <laughs> oh, man. It's just so funny. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with you. So, okay, so, so one, then, well, okay, excuse me, for you, it's four, yeah. one, two, so one, three. One, four, what? three, one, four, two, three. No, four, one. No, no, no. I, said, I'm going to put, I'm going to say number one. It should be the first one. Okay. So one, Based four, on, two, and number four three. probably shouldn't be two, but I'm going to put it in two. So fuck it. So one, four, <laughs> uh, two, three. And then I would say, oh my God. New nightmare. Five. It had to, well, okay. New nightmare. Yes. Wes Craven's new nightmare. Yep. And then I would and say then five, five and then six and then Freddy versus Jason's dead last. Okay. So, okay. Freddy versus Jason is worse than part six. Oh, but th- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, part six is bad, but I mean, I, I, would, I would watch that over Freddy versus Jason any day. Yeah. Yeah. But holy moly. And the thing, the bottom line is, is that, you know, we've, we, you've said before that, I mean, sky is the limit in terms of like creativity and it doesn't have to make perfect sense because it's all the dream world anyway. Right. As long as you have some really interesting transitions, as I've been, you know, saying throughout this show, um, and make sure Freddie looks good. I mean, my goodness. I mean, you could do so much with this, even by today's standards. Yep, I agree. And I'm just and I'm so really how, surprised that and it, is it because some a hole has got the rights to the character and is like not letting them do not another in this one? Case, not what in this case. What the fuck's going on? It's just they no apparently no one's come up with a good idea and you know and of course we we did an episode on new night or uh, remake you know which we'll you know put up uh-huh. next week that you know there's just nothing there's nothing in that movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like no one involved in that movie had any imagination or passion for what they were doing. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. In that episode, you get to listen to me do all those imitations of the guy who plays them. Cause he's, he's the actor is the guy from, uh, Watchmen who played, um, uh, what the hell is, what the ink splotches all over his face. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's just like when you go, it's just, it's not, for, I mean, yes, it looks more accurate. You know, like in terms of what a burn victim would look like, but it's just like mm, it just doesn't work. Mm. Well, it's not. I mean, as far as the way he looks and everything, it's I don't really care too much. It looks okay, I guess, but the it's just a matter of like him himself. I mean, he's a yeah. It's just there's no charm or anything to it that that Freddie that Robert England had playing the part. He just, right. I mean, he really, he really realized how much he brought to it. Because like the new that. guy is just like he's just like this skeezy pervert, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's it's like I mean, like the skeezy pervert in the back of a of a of a mass transit bus or something. I don't yeah. know what this. What's crazy is, like is that actor, anybody. and I, I don't, I'm like blanking on his name here, but that actor He's really good. He's really yeah, he's really good, and he was in a movie called. Um, uh, uh, I think it was called Little Children, if I remember right. How ironic! <laughs> um, and he is a child pedophile in that movie. What? So he's like two for two. Yeah, he is a creepy ass fucking pedophile, and 
he is i mean he he does a fantastic job playing the part let me tell you <laughs> but wow it is he is so a fucking uncomfortable he goes he at one point he goes on a date with um uh some woman that like a, like a blind date thing and when the when he he can't drive or anything he's on probation he lives with his mother lives in her basement or something and she she you know at the end of the date he she brings him back to his house and he just starts masturbating in the car what the hell it's like just disturbing as fuck <laughs> wow so it's rough but i mean that's just it. I mean, when I when I picture him, I mean he he's a good does a good job of playing just a total sleaze bag. Yeah. So that version that's not really what you want to get for Freddy. You want someone who has some uh, like charm, some you know that can make a pun or something. You you don't want someone who is like just viciously <laughs> you know pedophiliac. <laughs> you don't want that kid touchy vibe constantly. You know. Yeah. And and unfortunately, that's what you get with that remake. Yeah, it, it, it dwells way too heavily on that. Yeah, way too heavily. Um, you know, I think I think and the other thing too, it's like you you just before we did the show, you sent me some links to like some sort of like TV show that like had Robert England come back in to make. Yeah, yeah, uh, the Goldbergs, and what, which is a show that's been on for several years. It's set in the eighties and. It, it, like every week is they have like some nostalgia trip of like huh. it was 1980 something and and freddy Fred, nightmare on Elm street just came out and i loved it uh and then so you they had robert and don the makeup again and uh but it's not the same make I mean, it's it's it looks it looks just just awful people <laughs> need to look it up it, it looks like yeah. they fucking took tree bark and like just put it all over <laughs> his face it's horrible yeah, look up uh the goldberg's freddy krueger on Google Images, and you'll be shocked at how bad it looks. And it's it's like it's like tree bark granny face. Yeah. You know, like like it looks like a, like an old lady who took her dentures out, and her face is like withered in the tree bark. Yep. It's pretty much. And then you got like, it's just like wow. And there's that is one, a... one of the one of the images that were on that, where like he had his mouth open real wide, and it's like you could just <laughs> literally see like the. Like the the fake lip or something kind of falling off at the bottom. It, it looks it was just bad makeup. Very very bad. So unfortunate. <laughs> you know, so that's just it. I mean, if they were to go ahead and do now, there was a there was a guy who uh, did like a little fan trailer, and supposedly like Freddie was like on fire constantly and like glowing, almost like cinders. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember I you introducing remember. me to that. Yeah, but that was and interesting. It's... It's and it's not great, but it has some interesting ideas there, right? Um, but you know, I don't I don't know that it would have been any better, honestly. Well, it'd be interesting to see if they did a new one, who they would cast for it. Well, I mean, if they had done it a few years ago, I think they probably got, got had Robert England do it still, honestly. But at this point, I think it's just too too late. They got to find somebody new. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, he's getting older, and as you age, you know, your face changes too. So it's just like it's going to affect how the makeup lays and everything. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Unless you do or something just, very streamlined with it, you know. Uh, watch. They'll go ahead and they'll fucking uh, they'll uh, they'll do the same thing they did with like the Star Wars and stuff, where like they make it look like the original actor, but it's not. Uh, you mean like face, like a face replacement or something? Yeah. 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 Like like they did on Mandalorian. 
Yep. Yeah. And, and that wasn't a very good example of that either. But uh, no. Yeah. But the, the, apparently, the the guy who played that part in Mandalorian, I'm going I'm going off on a tangent here. <laughs> the guy who played that part was the guy who plays the Winter Soldier. Oh really? And he, I mean, I, I think if they made a star like a Luke Skywalker series, he probably is close enough to just have him just play the part, you know, an there age and everything for the time period. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll ever do that, but I mean, I hope they don't just make a series with a place, face replacement because that was just that would be hard to sit through a half hour <laughs> watching that, you know. <laughs> right. But. uh yeah, so I mean, it's like, do you think we'll ever see another Nightmare on Elm Street anytime soon? Uh, I think we will. I mean, I kind of wonder if, you know, if if the if COVID hadn't happened, maybe we would have seen this stuff get made by now. I don't know, right? Or in production now, but I kind of wonder if if um, I'm curious to see how Halloween will do. The new oh, one, God. The Halloween Kills, because it got pushed back a year because of covid and it'll get released um i think here this this halloween so it'll be interesting to see how that does because i'm sure it'll be something where it's like available online as well as or on streaming as well as theaters when it comes out well as i said before we have to like physically actually watch that together somehow some way yeah because it'd be really interesting to see what you react, what our reactions are together as we see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, we should just bring a recorder in there and just see so us like <laughs> laughing or cackling at how bad it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the other the other one is an abomination. Yeah, that anyway, you, you know. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead. But yeah, but anyway, we'll we'll it'll be interesting to see how that goes because I think that'll probably if that does well again then I, I imagine they'll think it was not just a fluke and they'll start pumping out these movies. Sure. Maybe it'll uh, bring back Jason, Freddy, and other right. ones. But if it doesn't do well, then that might put a, put an end to it. Right. So I guess we'll wait and see. But I heard that that, uh, is it the Godzilla movie that just came out? The King Kong versus Godzilla? Yeah. That one came out. Apparently that did come out in theaters as well as it's on HBO, you know? And it did it looked really good money in theaters. Yeah. So, you know, maybe we're back. It's, you know, theaters. Yeah, but you saw back. it. I saw it. And it's just like, I, I, I didn't get through it. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I got maybe half hour into it. And I shut it off. So, yep. So did you yeah. actually get through the whole thing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you sound thrilled to have gotten through the whole thing. <laughs> No. <laughs> you didn't want to talk about that at the top of the show? <laughs> How much no. you loved uh, King Kong versus Godzilla? <laughs> uh, so basically, Godzilla and Kong become friends because a deaf girl cries. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's the whole movie. Okay. That, that makes about as much sense. That, that's the death girl that's at the beginning of the movie that, that is like... She I was... is the integral key character throughout the entire fucking thing. Okay, I almost shut it off in and, the first 10 minutes and, just because of that girl. And <laughs> Kong knows how to sign language with her. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> and she cries. And <sighs> because of it, Kong and... Uh, 
she convinces Kong and Godzilla to become friends in order to battle against Mech Godzilla, whatever the fuck his Mech name is. is. Mech Godzilla, yeah. yeah. I knew there was a Mech Godzilla in it, and I was just like, uh... and the and it's just like when they do like the whole CGI sequences and stuff, or no, the virtual. There you go, like the virtual Mech, you know, the Mecha Godzilla thing. Mm-hmm. It's just it looks so cheap. It looks so cheap and cheesy. Really? Yeah. What what scenes I did see looked pretty good for but I didn't see the Mechagodzilla scene. So I don't know. The, uh, <clears throat> I just didn't care for it. It's just I and those movies I they're not for me. I mean I've I've never nope. been a huge Godzilla fan anyway. Right. Um but I remember watching them as a kid and that's about it. Yep. But, you know, the, the, that's just not for me and those those movies are just the they're so stupid. The storylines are so stupid that it's hard for me to it's really hard for me to watch any of those movies. It just makes your head hurt. Yeah. It's just it's so fucking dumb. <laughs> yes, it really is. It's like, I, mean, I don't need I don't need the movie to be like super intelligent to enjoy it, but it's like you gotta give me something. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> right. That's for sure. Yeah. So anyway, I guess that's it for the Friday th- uh, Night yes. Wall Street retrospective. We finally got through these fucking movies. <laughs> Done with it. <laughs> finally. So I guess that's going to do it for us, unless you have something you want to add. No, it's just, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that uh, some of these movies I didn't finally get to see until we actually had to talk about them. That just blows my mind that you never got that you never well, like, you know followed what? up on these. Yeah, but you know what? I think I, I know why because it's just like I remember like some of the later films being like on cable and watching bits and pieces, and I was just like, "Oh hell no, this is so fucking stupid!" Mm-hmm. Like it had to be like probably right around like five or six. Yeah, and like seeing what well, they were doing, five and six are and, like, pretty bad. So, and then I remember making his like MTV appearances and stuff. And, like, man, this guy is like so cheesy. At, like. It just that's what turned me off about it. Yeah, but. that's understandable. I mean, it. I was at the right age at the time. You know, I was. I, I'm, I'm a little younger than you, so I must have been just at the right age. Right to where it wasn't. To me, it wasn't cheesy. It was just, you know, awesome as fuck. <laughs> right. So, so I was just like totally in on it. Yeah. And and uh, I I kind of like because I had that nostalgia for it. I just thought, always was fine was fine with it. Right, you know, I, ne- I never got well, to I mean, the point. I mean, I I, t- I totally get people watching it now, like had never seen it and thinking this is stupid. But you know, like it's hard for me to like separate it because it's so much nostalgia there for me. Well, as far as like the classic slashers, I mean, it's like Freddy was the first one to break the mold as far as a character who um, doesn't talk. Right, because I mean, like you had like Michael Myers and you had Jason, and it's just like you know. The two are kind of sort of similar, you know, but then it's just like then Freddy comes along and he's just like totally unique, totally different, you know. And he was really the so, only one that was successful at that because, I mean, they tried – they certainly tried other characters that talked. Right. Oh, we can't we can't forget to mention Leatherface, but, but he didn't really have like yeah, but Leatherface, much of a like, – Leatherface doesn't talk either except for like what? Screaming and right you know, moaning and you know looking out the window right, and fretting right. about these people coming into his house <laughs> so he doesn't he doesn't really talk so right right i mean it's just yeah so i mean it, it really you know he's in a, it, nightmare on elm street is an extremely unique concept yeah you know compared to all the other ones 
and there's like there's just so much room for creativity here and it's just like hopefully somebody does it you know we'll see i i hope so i mean it seems like a no-brainer honestly that someone with some creativity you know we talked about before that that um elijah woods production company he's he's talked about how you really would like to have god the rights to it so he could make a sequel produce it and i'm sure if he was at the helm i mean it would it would they would have at least some creative people involved, you know? Yeah. As far as the creative director and, you know, good acting and everything. So it'd probably be low I budget, said, but it would, it would probably be way better than anything we've seen since. Or, uh, yeah. You know, since the first one. So Every time you mention Elijah Wood and anything horror related, you know what I'm going to say? It's his version of Maniac is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. As far as a reboot, you know, whatever you want to call it, I mean... <sighs> Because I love the original Maniac, but it's just like, I, I don't know. Would you say that his version is better? I wouldn't even say it's better. It's, it's very different. Yeah. You know, it's in a very, very good way, though. Yeah. You could almost call it a sequel. I mean, it just it feels like it's connected in some capacity, except it's yeah all done first person, you know. But good God, man. Visually and just, yeah, the whole first person thing. I mean, it's just outstanding. Yeah. Absolutely outstanding. So... So All right, anyway. well, that's it for this one. Yep, I think that's it. So uh, we will have a special, uh, like, a, uh, encore presentation of our Nightmare on Street remake episode uh-huh. uh, available next week. and uh, But that'll do it for us. And uh, I guess just to wait and see what we talk about next time because we don't know yet either. So take it easy. Uh, we'll see you next time on the Return of the Audio Dead Horror Podcast.